This podcast is produced by Unedited. You have to take the ownership then of like promoting the happiness for yourself. And that's the real learning, the understanding, the level of life that that we're kind of talking about is like finding the thing that's going to make you happy and promote that for yourself in your own life. Promote that feeling, make that feeling a priority and not not in a sense of like go through life chasing happiness because that doesn't get you anywhere either you just end up on the hamster wheel actually spend more time doing things that where you feel good and where you feel happy and understanding why you feel happy while you're doing those things will open up so many doors hello and welcome to episode 200 of in the moment with me alex manzi and having battled with depression and anxiety, I became a coach who helps people to live with more abundance and clarity in their lives. And this podcast is all about conscious living and positive well-being. And each week we hear the stories and tips from some of the most inspirational people in the world, learning how to take the small steps every day to improve your mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health. And this week's episode is obviously a special one because it's episode 200, which seems so crazy to me. It seems like such a huge number. And I just want to take this moment really to send my love and appreciation to you for listening right now. And whether that's your first time listening or your hundredth time, it really, really means a lot to me. My life has completely transformed since starting this podcast and I really appreciate everyone who has been on that journey with me. And, you know, I'm just trying to use this platform really to extend my own knowledge, but also share the wisdom that I'm learning along the way. So I'm grateful to have you here and have you on board. So on this episode, I'm joined by David Speed, who is one half of the Creative Rebels podcast and also a really good friend of mine. And I always love connecting with David because the energy and the vibes he brings and the positivity is just, it's just so powerful, man. And there's a reason that their podcast is absolutely flying. So if you haven't already checked out Creative Rebels, I would highly, highly recommend it. During this chat, we spoke about prioritizing happiness in your life, talking about the things that you are passionate about, and the difference between pleasure and happiness. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from David. Mr. David Speed, how's it going, sir? It's going very well, Mr. Alex Manzi. <laughs> big, uh, big day for you, 200, 200 in the can. It is, man, 200. It's, it's, yeah, it's just weird. It feels, it, I feel like I need to be really reflective, which is kind of what we're going to do anyway. But um yeah man i'm just it just feels weird it just it, you know and it doesn't feel like you've you've got there you just just because it's such a normal part of my daily routine or weekly routine is to like make a podcast and put it out it's all of a sudden you get well, to that's like, that's when you smashed it is when the things that when you first started doing them were really difficult they were really challenging is when yeah. they then become habit and i think that's that's like one of the keys to success really is I mean, when you first started, you were saying to yourself, let me just get 10. Yeah, exactly. Let me just get 10. And then and then it becomes, let me do 50. And and now you won't be counting. It's not like you're going to say, oh, let me just get to 1,000. It's just like, no, this is what I do now. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And it's like, I always knew if I got 10, I'd get 100. I'd get 200. Like that wasn't, the, it was like, can I, will I enjoy it enough to do 10 episodes? And if I do, I know I'm going to, you know, go beyond it. So yeah man here we are <laughs> but i appreciate i appreciate are. you joining me for it as well man because I was, I was literally thinking this morning before we jumped on that I, I literally we haven't seen each other for a year although we've spoken we literally haven't physically seen each other for a whole year which is crazy because we used to see each other like every other week because i'd come down to the studio record the podcast um so that feels a little bit weird and i guess i'm trying to say i miss you mate so thank you for being oh, here miss you too man yeah no it's nice to have a catch up and uh it's cool to record it too because then everyone can listen in on the madness that we always talk about so <laughs> yeah and, and we get to put it down for history as well we can we can listen back to it whenever we want as well but remember that time exactly. we spoke about that thing yeah, it happens <laughs> yeah that's all i do is um go back through our old uh, our old episodes yeah. yeah just on repeat yeah do you know what i i really should do that but i just i, I don't think i can do it. i actually listened to one of my own episodes the other day it's the one with rich free too i listened back to it for the first time since it went out and i was just like this is a really good episode because <laughs> i was telling someone about it i was like you, you have to listen to this episode so like a big fan of rich and i was like, I was like do you know what? i'm gonna sit there and just listen to it while i'm doing some work and i was like this is really good this is i'm gonna big myself up here. this is a really good chat <laughs> yeah you know when when i did your show for the first time i didn't listen to that for about six months because yeah. i was just convinced that i'd been crap on it um for for months afterwards i was like no it was not good and then uh, i was in new york and i had like a free day and i was just like wandering around not do not doing much and uh and your podcast popped up and then i was like 
oh, let me listen to my episode and just mm-hmm. like punish myself. And then I listened to it and I was like, huh, not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Do, do you ever get that feeling? And we're going to sound like such flipping egomaniacs here, but that feeling where you listen back to an episode of yourself and you gas yourself up. Like I've listened to podcasts that I've done on other people's platforms and the interviews that I've done. And when I listen back, I'm like super pumped after. I'm like, that was a wicked conversation. That was so good. I think what it's about is is when you when you look back like for us it's about always about like delivering that value to the mm. audience so I think when we listen back to stuff it's not like oh I sounded really cool in there I sounded like a G or something like that it's it's going to be because I mean is ne- we're never going to go somewhere and flex it's like what we're going to do is we're going to go in and we're going to sit down and we're going to be like oh you want to do this well here's how I did this mm. and then if you listen to that back and you're like okay I clearly articulated how I've had some successes in my life around xyz topic that's what gives you that feeling of achievement because you're like that might help someone and really that's I mean how have you managed to do 200 episodes in a row it's because you get continual Mm. dms from people going I just listened to this bit and it helped me I just heard this and it helped me and like that's that's the juice for us that's what keeps us going so um so it's like yeah like I do listen back to stuff and it's like it's not not on an ego trip at all it's like I think that's going to help someone and and I mean I I wish I I wish I had podcasts when I was like lost in my twenties had no fucking idea what I was doing with my life I wish I had po- like podcasting wasn't that big then I wish I had those that that constant like just re- reaffirming in your ears of of like other people saying you know I'm going through this shit too man like this shit's mm. hard because you just feel so alone when you don't have anyone else who's going through shit. And just to just to be able to like push a button on your phone, to be able to hear stories, to be able to hear something aspirational and be like, oh shit, yeah, like I can do that. I think that's, it's such a major thing of like, there was something I said on our podcast the other week. Um, I saw this quote, which is, I'll, I'll see it when I believe it, but it was flipped. So it was, I'll believe it when I see it. And yeah. I think that's so true. It's yeah. like when we see other people who are like us doing a thing, then you're like, okay, well, if they did that, then then maybe I can do that. Because I think in life, we all start from somewhere completely different. And some of us have like massive opportunities, like us two just being like middle-class white boys. We've got a lot of opportunities that just comes with that naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but wherever you start on that ladder, where, as soon as you start to listen to other stories, then wherever you are on the ladder you'll hear okay here's someone who's who's where i am on the ladder and they've done this great thing so maybe i can too yeah i think and that's so powerful that because it's it's one of the things that really helped me get through you know the back end of my darker times was like when i started listening to podcasts like probably what five ish years ago now and all i was doing was just filling my ears with stuff that made me feel inspired or motivated to do something or to feel something or whatever and it was a lot of like you know kind of businessy type podcasts at first it was like npr how i built this it was lewis house school of greatness it was gary you know <laughs> everyone needs a bit of gary v in their ears at some point to just put a rocket up here and it's like that's all i was doing and it just kind of kick-started this or should not i wouldn't say kick-started i would say it reignited this fire in me that made me think like I, there's something I can do here by being authentic to myself and sharing that with people. Didn't know what it was going to be, but I was like, I'm go- I, at first I thought it was like, I'm just going to be authentic with like in the social media world because that's what I was doing at the time. But then I was like, no, I need like people, it, when I speak to people about my story and my depression and anxiety and, and everything, it really hits. I was like, okay, cool. Let, let's do something with that. Oh, a podcast. Why didn't I do a podcast? I, I get inspired by podcasts. Why don't we turn? It's just like, begun from there and it's like it wasn't it wasn't like a this grand plan to like do this thing or have this voice or it's just like i think this is going to be really cool for some people to listen to and i think i might quite enjoy it i'm going to be really nervous to record the first few episodes but let's roll with it man and it's like there's so much power in that just that authenticity and it's like when i do listen back to episodes that i've been on other people's podcasts it's like the first thing i listen for is like have i spoken passionately about the things that i care about if the answer is yes, I'm happy with that. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think the key thing there is that you actually took action. Mm. And it's one thing that I that I really worry about is that 
Um, so I do a podcast, anyone who's not familiar with me and my work, I do a podcast every week called Creative Rebels. And she's amazing, um, by the way, guys. You should all go check it out. If you haven't, then then we're going to stop talking and being friends. I'm lying, but you should definitely go and check it out. Thanks, mate. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and we're talking about all of these these kind of issues on the show. And my main worry is that I don't want people to listen to it, get really fired up. The exact emotions that you were talking about just now, I don't want them to experience the, all of that and then not actually start mm. the thing that they want to become great at. Um, because like you can't you can't go on a journey until you take that first step mm. um, and that's it's, it's the most important thing and and here we are 200 episodes in for your podcast and it's like that's doesn't happen if you don't record episode one and yeah. so many people are afraid to record episode one and that's a, a metaphor i don't mean physically recording a podcast it's like going to an open mic or or well not not at the moment but um, <laughs> like like turning on instagram live or or making their first post or picking up a camera or or writing a poem or whatever it is that they think they might be good at um you don't you don't get great until you start mm, exactly and it's like i remember you you jumped on that uh twitter trend that was like um how it started and how it's going and it's like your first painting well painting your first bit of graffiti or, or whatever it was was like really bad which i'm sure you won't mind Thanks, me saying <laughs> compared to the one that you put up with, with like the ring light which is like you know got super popular and it's like just looking at that is like you have to start somewhere to get to the point where you've not that you have it's somewhere that you're trying to get to to feel great about but you'll just naturally develop that skill over time and when you develop that skill over time, it becomes second nature. And, and it's like, I remember us, I think, I, th I can't remember actually if it was, we had a conversation about it or I heard you say it on one of your podcasts because I get confused about when we actually speak and don't because I feel like you know, I'm listening to you at some point anyway. But you said that you never would have thought that pink neon, you know, street art would have been like your thing <laughs> when you started. And it's like, but that's the whole point. It's like, you don't know where the journey is going to take you. And it's like, for me, I could never have guessed when I started the podcast that, I would have gone on to do the things that I've done, like coaching people. Like I've, I've been very grateful to be able to coach like YouTubers, like athletes, a doctor, I coached a bloody doctor. That's mad. Um, put out a book and it's like all self-published. It's like, I would, that, would, that wasn't even on my radar when I started the podcast. It was just like, can I do this cool thing, which is a little bit creative and a side project, which has evolved with me into something bigger and beyond just it being a podcast it's 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 a message it's a it's a it's a learning space for people it's a space for people to come and be open and talk and it's there's so much value in that but if again if you don't start it you don't get to the, to the point where it evolves and it develops and it and it and it, it has that kind of snowball effect yeah 100 percent. so that that that's where trend um just to explain it if anyone might not have seen it is you, you write how it started, how it's going, and then there's a photo under each one. And yeah, like you said, my 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 how it started was my bad graffiti about 20 years ago when I first started painting. And Which to like, be fair, mate, was still pretty good. Like my bad would be a lot worse than that. Oh, uh, dude, but like at that point, I was like two or three years in. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, okay. that's, it was still, it was still like not the actual beginning. I, I don't have like all of those photos are at my mum's house and I can't get there at the moment. So that was, yeah, yeah. that was as far back as I could go. Um, but I think like, so that, that painting of the ring light is, has changed my life um, in many ways, which is really interesting to, to think that one piece of content could, could change things for you which is interesting because as i was halfway through painting it i phoned yana my girlfriend and said oh, i think i'm going to give up on this it's not going the way oh, i want really? i'm going to emulsion over it and she talked me out of it and said no no just keep going you always do this you always think it's going to flop and just just carry on going so i carried on going and painted it and it something about it just seemed to capture people's imagination um it's been shared over mm. like like many millions of times mm. like um the the views on instagram uh just on my personal page it's had 1.5 million views Jeez. but then when it gets shared by um a platform like puberty that has 2.6 million follow uh 26 million followers then it's like the the reach on that has been like multi-millions of views um which has brought a load of attention on me and has like basically exploded my career from one piece of content and I think everyone's always looking for like, oh, how do I make that one piece that's going to make me blow? But it's like that 
that one piece there's there's 20 years backlog of work mm. to get to that stage and that's what that's what i really like about that twitter trend is like you can see where people started it makes things realistic it's like when i talk in schools the first thing i do is i don't show them my work now i show you show them my work when i started because if i show my current work they they switch off because mm. they go that's natural talent i'll never get to that stage whereas when i show them what i was doing as a like 18 year old kid then they go oh that that's basically what my little doodles look like now because i like i was just like anyone who just first picks up a pencil and starts drawing that's what my stuff looks like now i can see that he's put time and effort into this and it's now become this thing and it's all about following that journey you mentioned like yeah my paintings if anyone hasn't seen them are pink and neon um which is just fucking ridiculous but like that was it, it was like a natural progression of of trying different things and and getting to that stage and like it's like you say like you you never you never planned to become a coach mm. you you started podcasting and you followed the journey and saw where it was going to take you and it's like it's like we me and adam were talking the other day about um like just for a random example someone who starts watercolors and it's like maybe you're going to become one of the best watercolor mm. artists in the world and you're going to exhibit in galleries and you're going to be painting portraits of famous people or maybe you start filming your watercolor paintings fall in love with film start yeah. recording other artists and you go down that rabbit hole or maybe you get obsessed with the paper that you're painting on and you start making your own paper and then you become the go-to paper person mm. or like it's like there's all of these like so many it's like life is choose your own adventure it's yeah. like everyone feels like we're trapped in within these these walls of like oh i've got to go down this path or that path it's like there's there's multiple paths and you've just got to like see which sparks your imagination then fucking go down that path mm. and it's, i think it always just comes down to what the simple thing of like just do the things that you enjoy and like one of the mm. things i've been really big on recently with, in terms of like from a coaching perspective is like saying to clients and, and just to people who i speak with in general just like like what do you do for fun like what's 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 playtime for you what's what's the thing you do for fun when there's no expectation on it like when you're a kid and you go out in the the garden or the park and you, or you go in the sandpit with your mates you just play you don't have an expectation of what you want to play about or what you want to create in that sandpit or what fun you want to have you just have fun and i was like what what's the thing you do for fun and it's like when you start to do that thing more and more and more, something comes of it. And you never know what. It's like even, you know, I feel like I bang on about it all the time, but with like my skateboarding, just because I've, I've started to get really into it again, which is ridiculous because it's bloody winter. I should have done this in the summer. However, um, in the last like few weeks, I've just I've met so many wicked people just down the skate park who who are now friends. And it's like it doesn't necessarily always have to be something that comes down to success or achievement or financial gain. It's just an evolution within your life. And it's like, it just might mean that if you start, um, you know, doing watercolor painting, you might make a new couple of friends out of it. And it's like, and that's going to open up a whole world to you because you never know, you might go on some adventure around Asia with that friend in five years time. You just don't know, but it's like, if you're not doing things that you're passionate about and you're, you're stuck in the grind of, society of i hate to say it but capitalism it's like you end up not doing the things that you're passionate about and you don't end up exploring all of this wonderful stuff that's out there for you which to me equals a happy fulfilling life which is what it's all about right <laughs> that's what we're all trying to trying to live we're trying to live a happy fulfilling life but if you're not doing the things that feed you and feed your soul and that you're passionate about you're not going to have that experience of the fulfillment and the happiness yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I recommend to people when you meet someone new, don't say what do you do, say what are you passionate about, and that might be what they do if they're one of the three percent of the population that is in the lucky position that does what they love mm. for a living. But for most people, the answer to the question what do you do is normally very, very different to what are you passionate about. Like, 
like what's your thing man like what what are you into like mm. what's the thing that sets you on fire and like some of the answers that you get from that question i'd like and then that's your evening settled then because then you yeah. you've got a topic um whereas what what you what do you do it's like oh yeah i work for this company and we do this this and this and it's like that's the question everyone goes to and like like that's not an exciting question like what are you passionate about when you see someone get fired up about warhammer as i have like <laughs> yeah. like it can be the nerdiest thing it can be like the the nichest thing that's the i i think like a few years ago if someone said to you like oh i'm into warhammer it's like you'd be like oh okay cool but like now because like everything is so niched because we have the internet that allows people to like get into these rabbit holes and explore these things like people are far more accepting of like being crazy into something and if you can talk about that thing with passion and be like well this is you might not understand that this thing that i'm into and you might think it's a bit weird but let me just explain to you why i love it yeah and then that just opens the road of like actually you know what i've never considered painting warhammer figures but now that you've mentioned it like i can see how that is rewarding someone was talking to me the other day about fishing like i have never understood fishing until someone who was passionate about fishing told me about the thrill of the chase and like and basically while you're waiting there you're just chatting with your mates and i'm like okay i can get that it's like it's like hugely social i guess it's what is what graffiti was for me and like this is a realization i had later in my life i thought i loved painting Mm. for the longest time i was like yeah i'm really passionate about painting really love painting i started to realize over recent years had i not been with two really close mates who also thought that they loved painting and spending our time like going like walking for hours to try and find walls to like like breaking into places like old factories like cutting holes in fences and running down railway lines all of these team building activities if you mm-hmm. would like to call them that we were doing together fucking ridiculous shit but like I actually realized like I wouldn't have done any of that on my my own. Yeah. I didn't love painting. I loved painting with my mates. I loved the camaraderie that all came together with that. And and I think like yeah man, just find find that shit that that is interesting and and if you can share that with other people like like who knows where it will take you. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of things there that I want to pick up on because firstly the what you're saying about doing the painting with your mates, it reminds me of like when I when I travel I always say, like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, what country you're in, you know, the things that you're actually going to see and do. But what doesn't matter is who you're doing it with, because they they they're the people that make it the enjoyable experience. Unless you know, don't get me wrong, you're on a solo travel and you're going to kind of do some self-discovery or whatever. Like, mm. if you're with a group of people, even if it's meeting other travelers, it's like if those people are fun and you really enjoy their company, it's going to make that experience 10 times as good because you've got someone to then talk about it with, share it with, you've got, you share the memories, which is just like one of the most eye-opening things for me is when I went traveling was that it's like how many people you just connect with on a deeper level because you're experiencing something amazing together and enjoying each other's company while doing it. Um, which is fascinating and the other thing I wanted to say was like I, I actually need to thank you because we had a conversation when I came back from traveling in, in February I don't know if you remember it and we were talking about that idea of like when someone asks you what do you do respond with what are you passionate about because I, I was saying how even when I travel I was finding it hard to tell people that I was a podcaster and a coach I'd rarely talk about the podcast to, to someone new that I'd met because I'd always say oh yeah I do like freelance social media work because that's what I was doing at the time but flipping that question in my head has literally helped me to step full time into coaching because now when people say, what you do? I have no qualms about being like, I'm a coach. Oh, and I've also got a podcast. And then straight away, they're like, what? What's that all about? And the com- and then the conversation goes rather than it being like, oh yeah, so I work at like this thing and I do like make content for people online. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a more flat answer. Whereas when it's the thing you're passionate about and you're also doing it as well, it's, it opens up that conversation so much quicker. I know someone who's an accountant who is fucking passionate about accounting. And it's like, when she talks about it, you're like, I hate numbers. I hate everything that you're speaking about right now, but I love that you love it. And, And I am excited by this conversation of you talking about you getting lost in your spreadsheets because you are. And it's, it's contagious. And I think, I mean, it, 
being passionate about something is is so important i think it follows like it'll help you with your confidence it, it like even in your dating life like what whatever it is when you're when you're having a conversation with someone if you if they say what do you do and you say oh i'm an oh, i'm an accountant uh i hate my job uh, i hate my boss is a dickhead or whatever and and you are down on it then they are automatically going to switch off whereas if you go well, let me tell you, have you ever heard of accounting? And they'll be like, okay. And just and just approach it with, with passion. It's like, it's yeah. a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's like, if, 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 if that job, be it accounting or whatever, isn't the thing that you're passionate about, then just tell them, oh, I like to do watercolor painting in my spare time. Or I like to, mm. like, so my, my, so this is one of the conversations I had with my girlfriend recently was like saying, when, when we first met, I was like, you know, she's on like this, this journey of like trying to understand herself better and I was like I cannot help you with that journey like you can only help yourself I'm here to to hold your hand at times and to 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 be the guide and and to be support through it but I can't tell you what you enjoy doing I can't tell you how to find things that make you happy inside that you have to find those things for yourself I might suggest like oh have you tried this thing have you heard this thing if you try them you don't like them it's fine it's no it's no skin off my nose it's like it doesn't bother me but you need to to find things that you love doing and she actually bought some paints on and and some canvases the other day on on online and they arrived and she spent like three hours when they arrived painting and i was like i fucking love that i i have no desire whatsoever to paint in my life i'd give it a go don't get me wrong but you'd probably get a stick man and a ladder and a a tree made of two colors out of me but I love the fact that you sat there for three hours and you you loved every second of it and you actually painted something that was quite good. <laughs> I was like, I love that. And it's like, it's so good to, to, to see that, that shine from someone, that, that, that energy that comes out of them and the smile on their face, the way like their body and their energy lights up. It's just, it's a different, it's a different experience of living when you're, when you're in that space. Yeah, for sure, man. You, you, you mentioned like, I can't I can't do that for you like you have to do that and I think that's that's really important because I'm sure you get loads of DMs for, from people thanking you and every time I know the answers are the same it's like I, I didn't do this mm. like y- you did it like we showed you the path but you had to fucking walk down it and yeah. um, and that's the thing like at the end of the day like every single person is accountable to themselves and there's a phrase I mean it's not the most positive thing that I talk about, but there is a phrase that really, really resonates with me. That is people will do what they want. And I do believe that is true. At the end of the day, like we come up with all of these excuses, but it's like, if you really wanted to do that thing, you would find a way to do it. And that can be all the way up to like big, massive life decisions of like, oh, in order for me to actually do this thing, I would have had to have moved to another, mm-hmm. to another town, another city or another country if you do really want to do it you will move away from your friends and family and everything you know it's like if you really do want to do something you will find a way to do it and we have to we have to get away from these excuses of like i i can't do it because i'm too busy i don't have the time i'm oh the current work that i'm in at the moment it's like okay well then let's work out a plan of how you're going to quit your job it may take 6 months it may take a year but it's like it's better to act now than it is in five years time going i really wish i did that that thing i really wish i'd ordered those paints and those canvases off amazon and sat down for three hours and see where it took me but i said i was too busy to paint and i'm too tired when i get home from work to actually paint on a canvas like Mm -hmm. we've we've got to eliminate that stuff otherwise like like what are we going to do we're just going to be on this track that I sound super like tinfoil hat now, but <laughs> the the system, the you you mentioned capitalism earlier mm-hmm. in the episode, like that we're we're going to become part of this. They want us to be these these robots, these slaves to the system that we're all just in this like production line of punting out, doing the work, punching the clock. Like that's that. If we allow ourselves to stay within that, then that's what's going to happen. And I'm not I'm not saying that it's going to be easy because I think everything that's worth doing involves sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that might be sacrificing time with your loved ones, time with your friends, time like it might involve like having to work part-time jobs. It might like no good thing comes without payment. You have to pay for it somehow. And it's like, I spent fucking like 
five or six years with zero zero money as I was building my business like watching all my friends like flex new trainers new clothes good jobs being able to buy drinks for people when they were out uh, and like there's me like oh I'll just have a water because I know I can't get involved in rounds because I can't mm-hmm. afford it and and like that that was sacrifice but in the end it pays off and and like yeah, nothing good comes without sacrifice we have to get more comfortable with that with that conversation and and fucking eliminate these excuses i went on a real tangent there from your girlfriend buying some canvases but <laughs> mate we're all about the tangents here don't worry about it um but yeah mate I, I, I totally agree and i think you know the 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 capitalism thing is is interesting and not just capitalism in general i just think it's the way society is structured as a whole right and that this is pretty much globally I don't know if you heard the um, the Kanye West and Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, it's a, it's a monster three hours, but I don't know if you if you spent your time listening to it. But there was the really profound thing that Kanye said, where he's like, "Cities are not built; they they're built to promote industry and money. They're not built to promote happiness." So, mm. what that tells me is like that's not going to change anytime soon. I mean, it might do, and I'd I'd love for it to change, but you have to take the ownership then of like promoting the happiness for yourself and that's that's the real learning the understanding the level of life that that we're kind of talking about is like finding the thing that's going to make you happy and promote that for yourself in your own life promote that feeling make that feeling a um priority and not not in the sense of like go through life chasing happiness because that doesn't get you anywhere either you just end up on the hamster wheel like actually spend more time doing things that where you feel good and where you feel happy and understanding why you feel happy while you're doing those things will open up so many doors Mm. and you might have to you might have to like start writing things down and and it's it's however self-awareness presents itself to you of actually being able to sit in your life and realize like where you're at where you're going and the things that do bring you joy and to think we do get very confused between pleasure and happiness. And it's like, I love money. Money's really fucking great. I love nice clothes and I love sneakers. Um, it's uh, a curse that's followed me. In fact, let me just share, I'll share a little story that I've never spoken about before. Um, I haven't like never spoken about it on my podcast or anywhere else. When I was at school, um, I was pretty majorly bullied for having no money. And um, my parents were like, struggling my dad was a plumber like we're like we're just trying to make it along in the world and the school I went to there were a lot of boys with a lot of money and um they would flex that money like literally like coming in and Ralph Lauren shirts for for school um and somehow getting away with that and and like for me I had nothing and I'm in my like shoes own shoes and and just like getting relentlessly bullied like my my um trousers were like always too short because I'd grown out of them my blazer was like three times too big because my mum would get one that's going to last me for three years because blazers are fucking expensive so I've got my ankle bangers I've got my oversized thing I just just like just poor man do you know what I mean um and like and so I'm I'm at school getting like relentlessly bullied. I used to go to Lost Property um, and I used to steal trainers wow. from Lost Property so that I could wear something with a tick on the side of it so that I wouldn't get bullied mm. because when I brought out my ratty trainers, everyone would diss me. And these kids had so much cash that they'd lose a pair of shoes and they wouldn't fucking worry about yeah. it. They'd, their parents would just go and buy them a new pair. And for me, a hundred quid for a pair of trainers, my mum would like slap me around the head. Like, what are you talking about? That's not happening. Um, and so, yeah, so I used to, I used to steal trainers from lost property. And I remember the first time I got my own like paycheck that I'd earned my own money. First thing I did was went and bought a pair of sneakers. And um, there's, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of like psychological damage of like, going on there and a lot of issues of like I had to validate myself of like oh I am now a real person because I can afford sneakers but it's really funny so so shoes and things like that I've always had like a part in my life but I understand fundamentally that when I splash my cash and I buy myself a new pair of shoes that is pleasure Mm. it's not happiness Mm. and tomorrow you could like please don't but tomorrow you could burn my entire sneaker collection (laughs) and it's like I'd be a bit upset, but I'm still going to be happy 
because I know the things that make me happy and it doesn't matter what's on my feet as long as I'm able to paint, as long as I'm able to podcast, as long as I'm able to spend time with the people that I love. Like these are the things that bring me happiness and there's a very, very different line between the two. And so if people can work out what it is that does bring them happiness, not pleasure brings them happiness and pleasure is important. Like fucking make that, like I'm such a, a proponent of making as much cash as you can. Please do, please make a lot of money because it's fucking great. But you need to work out what it is that actually brings you happiness and make sure that that is something that is regularly present in your life. Because we, I mean, I'm sure you've interviewed people on your show. I know I certainly have. I interviewed one guy who um, sold his company uh, for 11, 11 million. Um, I think his personal share from that was like 2.8 million pounds, something like that. He had spent, a guy called Mike Winnett, it was a really interesting episode if anyone wants to go through the Creative Rebels back catalogue. He had spent his whole, like from his, from his teenage years going, like from a working class background in Warrington, he's like, I want to get rich. So that was his goal. And he worked out how to do it and he fucking got it right. He was like, I need to work in all of these startups. I need to see how they, how they do it. Um, and then I'm going to apply that to my own company and then I'm going to sell that company. He did it. He started his company. They had a goal of we're going to sell this company in three years. Three years later, they fucking sold it, sold it for 11 million. He takes his 2.8 million and the next day he wakes up and he was fucking miserable because he was like, now what? Now what? I was watching um, this great series on Netflix the other day, Queen's Gambit. Mm -hmm. And there's these two young chess players talking. It's about chess, but it's fucking great. Like, let's not, like, it's really, really good. You don't need to be interested in chess to watch it. Um, I've never played chess, but, well, I did when I was a kid, but anyway. Um, and there's these two chess players and they're talking about, one of them goes, um, I want to be like the world champion by the time I'm 16. And the other player was like, well, but then what? And it's like, if you lead your whole, live your whole life for this one pinnacle thing that's going to happen, then as soon as that thing happens, like, then, then where do you go? Yeah, yeah, I love that. And is that guy who who sold the company? Is he the lawnmower guy as well? Is that the same story? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. please tell that because that that part of the story because that is amazing. It's so, part of why he so that, started his own company, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that that was the point where it flipped in his in his head. He was working at a bank. I think it was HSBC or something like that. He's working at a bank, and when you've been there for twenty years, then you get uh, this catalogue, and you're able to. Uh, pick a gift from the catalogue and I think it's a, it's it's a way of like it's almost that thing of like the the guys in suits with the cigar hanging out of their mouth that are like just like ha 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 <laughs> like mind control of like oh here have this little scrap off the table so you feel really special so you get to go through this catalogue and pick yourself a present and and so Mike goes in and he's he's chat he tells the story on the podcast much better than I'm going to do it now but um so he's he's in he's talking to this guy I don't know Fred and he's like oh what are you doing there Fred and he's like oh I've just I've got the catalogue I'm picking out my my 20 year gift and he picked himself a ride on lawnmower and Mike just looked at that and he was like I, I can't do that and I, I remember being when I was working in in um, in retail I remember looking around and just seeing myself in the future if I didn't get out of retail and seeing like people who are like if you love your job and you work in retail and you're you're a manager and you've been working in retail for 20 years and you're passionate about it cool like that's absolutely fine I'm I'm like I'm all about happiness and whatever people do to find that happiness is cool but like I was looking at people who'd been on that hamster wheel and hated their jobs mm -hmm. and I think it was the same with Mike is like yeah they throw get thrown a little bone every now and then to keep them within that system but Mike saw this guy with his ride on lawnmower and he was like fuck that I cannot do that I cannot I cannot be part of this system and he knew he had to get out from from that day that he saw that and I was the same working in retail I didn't I didn't want to be a slave to to this to that system um and it's it's yeah, it's hard, man. It is really hard. But I think the people that do break out are the people that manage to find find that happiness. Yeah, I think I think the, the the pleasure versus happiness point that you made is very valid as well because I was listening to something the other day where it's like we're actually over-pleasurized. I don't know if that's a word or not, but you get yeah. the point, right? Because we have so much stuff that's like releases dopamine within us. Like you look at your phone, you see a notification, dopamine hit, you know, you you know whatever there's just so much around us is built on 
feeding us with this Porn, hit of dopamine. shopping, everything. Everything, everything, the whole world, basically. And the, the thing that I was watching the other day was saying that the reason that a lot of us lack focus in our lives now is because we're used to, as a species, focusing on something for a long period of time to get the dopamine hit. So, for example, the fishing that you pick, you, you mentioned earlier, right? You sit there for three hours to get the dopamine hit of getting that one big fish. Yeah. And that's why you focus on that thing for so long. But when you're in a world where you're constantly hit with dopamine, you no longer have to sit through the focus because it's just, it, you skip it, you skip that part. So when it comes to trying to focus on your work and you're trying to write a project for uni or you're trying to piece together some sort of presentation deck or finishing a painting, the reason you can't focus on it is because you're not willing to wait for the dopamine hit because you know you can get it elsewhere. You know that you can pick up your phone, go on TikTok, see a few notifications and go, hey, I feel good again. And that to me is flipping fascinating because I'd never seen it like that. I'd understood it, I guess, in a way, but when you actually understand it like that, it's like, geez, man, like, you know, these cavemen back in the days were, were out trying to gather meat for their families and their focus was on, that, was on that one task. And when they caught something, be it a fish, be it a, whatever they used to eat, a lion, I don't know, a zebra, whatever, they, that was their big dopamine hit and they could share that with their, with their people. But we don't have that feeling anymore because we can literally just do it whenever we want. It's mad. But it's so, it's so different. Like imagine if your life was on the line and, and like you were going to die unless you got a like on Instagram, then that would be yeah. the most incredible like that you ever got. Yeah. Like, like when the caveman got his, got his meat and like, but do you know what the, the that... dopamine that we're, we're, we're kind of settling for this low level of like, to just keep us going of dri just drip feeding this stuff. That's like, that's not like the big one. And for me, I think that's where it comes into like doing something that's hard. Mm. And it's really funny. It's like, I post, on my Instagram, I post up like time-lapse videos of my paintings and I, I I don't even do 30 seconds. I keep them to 15 seconds to because like that keeps people more engaged than 30 seconds. So literally in, 30, in 15 seconds, you're going to see what I've spent seven or eight hours on. Mm. And like, that's wild. People don't, people don't see the seven or eight hours that goes into one of my paintings and they're not prepared to put seven or eight hours into producing something for themselves. But when I do, the rewards are great. And like when you look at someone like Goggins or someone like that, it's like, or, or people who are like really into endurance races or people that, that find great um, fulfillment through meditation, it's those are the people who are able to push through the barriers of when something becomes really hard because they know that the rewards on the other side of that are so much greater than the than just the, the shitty rewards of like, let's just keep going with these like, these throwaway like junk food basically like just these things that they don't really satiate us mm. but they just keep us going it's like oh, i just have a fucking burger and it's like keeps you on that on that level yeah and it's like you mentioned there about you know you're not gonna die you know if if you were gonna die unless you got a like on instagram but i think that's what our mind thinks it's like we, yeah. we are in trouble if we don't get that like because of the dopamine hit that we get with it and it's like and that's why a lot of people because we've go got through. the caveman brain that yeah. doesn't understand exactly like a lot of us go through lives not feeling validated or, or worth or, or have any self-worth because we're seeking it from something external rather than it's like actually focus that within yourself it's like a caveman or you know not even a caveman you go like to the romans or, or whatever like the, the hit that they were getting through the focus to get the dopamine was completely different and a longer span you know like for you your your hit is once you, when you, once you step back from that painting and you can go, do you know what? That's complete. I'm, I'm happy with that. That looks great. Big hit. But it's taking you, like I said, seven to eight hours to get there, you know, as well with probably the, the planning time. So it's like, it's just such a different thing when you're, when, you're, when you're getting it all the time, which is why I always encourage people to just step away from your phone for like a day, you know, just put that phone on, on airplane mode, switch it off, and just leave it like and then come back to it the next morning like you really and truly you're not going to miss that much like how many times have you been on holiday where you can't connect to wi-fi you can only be on wi-fi in the hotel or the airbnb and you go the whole day without really checking your phone and you don't really care you have a great day then you get back to your phone and you look for your whatsapps and it's the same old shit that's what's going to happen every day so it's like 
you're very rarely going to miss a life-changing event if you put your phone away for 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever, which and it's, it's, you really learn a lot about yourself when you do do it. You really learn a lot about the way you're living, the way you're showing up, the way you're experiencing life, the things that you're doing, because you don't have that constant companion, that constant drug in your hand to, to hit you with like, you know, inject yourself with the dopamine when you need it. So you have to go and do things where you're like, actually, this can be quite fun. And even if it's not fun for you, you can find fun in it. But like I went out on, uh, what day are we on today? Saturday. So I went out on Thursday with my mom and dad and we went to the woods and we went mushroom picking and I have no desire to pick mushrooms or yeah, I love walking in the woods. I have no desire to pick mushrooms. I'm not that bothered, but I had the best time because I saw about seven to eight, maybe 10 different types of mushrooms. That I'd never even existed. I even saw a magic mushroom growing out the ground. It was like, it looked like a super Mario mushroom. It was literally like bright red with white dots. And I was like, this is fascinating. Like I would never in a million years have, Thought this was fun if someone rang me up and said hey do you want to go mushroom picking i'd be like mm, nah do you know what i'm probably just gonna sit and i'm gonna i'm gonna read my book or something but it was great because i i i found the fun in it because i found an app where you could take a photo of the mushroom this is how sad i was to, and you it could tell you what the mushroom was and you could read about it, whether it's edible not edible poisonous hallucinogenic like the mario kart one so i was like this is this is fun <laughs> it sounds sick yeah it was I'll send you a picture it's of the mushroom. The, it's the same thing. It's going. It's going for the hunt. It's the same thing as the fishing. Yeah. It's. It's. Yeah. It's exactly the same. And it was thing. also again. It comes. I guess it comes down to that. To that fact of focus. Because the focus was to try and find a porcini mushroom so we could bring it home and cook it and whatever. And right at the end, we found like a really small one. And it. It wasn't what we wanted. We wanted to find like a big one that we could use and put in the freezer and whatever. But we found a small one and it was still like, oh, okay, well, it was a, a day well served. But sometimes you might not have those days sometimes we might have gone out and not found anything and we would have been fine with that because we had fun while we were there you know it doesn't we don't that's what to... makes the days when you go out and you do find them that's what makes those days better exactly it's like if everything's fucking great all of the time exactly then then it just becomes normal it's like everyone worries about all of the bad stuff and it's like fucking pandemic like imagine how much better everything's going to be the other side of this it's like it puts everything into perspective it's great yeah that's it was it. not great but no but i i know what you mean like the sentiment is that you know you like we we're using this time i feel like i'm using this time and i, I feel like so much stuff has come up for me personally although i've still done a lot this year and it's like even when i look back i'm like wow like i, I put out a book i've got to 200 episodes of the podcast i've started coaching full-time i've rebranded the podcast you know mad stuff that i'm just like anyone would be like that was a sick year but a lot of the time i felt quite uneasy with what's you know with just myself in general because i'm being faced with myself quite a lot it's like because we've had all of these external distractions removed from us like even just getting on the tube to go to work or you know going to the the pub or like going to football or you know all of this stuff going shopping like all this stuff's been taken away from us in a way and it's like we're just being faced with a mirror so we're just constantly looking at ourselves for who we are how we feel what we're doing and it's it can be intense but i think it's been a, a massive learning for a lot of people particularly the people i've been speaking with this year it's like people have learned so much and, and we're going to come out with so much strength because of it yeah i think so i hope so um i i think the the kind of general advice that we've been given on our podcast is is now is it's all about survival mm. and i think like so many interest industries when it comes to like actual practical business advice so many businesses are in trouble because the revenue that they once had has disappeared so it's it's one of those of like we always advocate like do what you love find something that you're really passionate about but it's like that might not be something that you can do right now mm -hmm. so it's fine to put it on hold it's fine to fucking, it's fine to have a, have a day on the sofa if you need it. Like mm -hmm. it's fine to take time because no one is going to react to this in the same way. We're all feeling different ways about it. Um, I'm trying to stay as creative as possible. My, my output has been um, pretty prolific. I've created a lot of paintings through this period. The reason that I've done that is because my business has taken a nosedive. Um, so in one sense, like I'm hurting financially. I have the worry that of being able to like 
look after our staff and everyone that we're responsible for hopefully through government schemes and furloughs and all of that sort of stuff that's going to be okay but it's always a worry mm-hmm. um, but then on the flip side of that I've managed to have all of this time that's allowed me to like really focus and dedicate myself to my own art which is something that always took a back seat to running a business um, so it's 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 ups and downs and it's finding your way through this um, and I, I've said to a load of people like if you need to get a survival job and you need to I've got a, got a really good friend who has a sandwich business mm. uh, weenie in the pickle yeah. and he was just at the stage where like things were really clicking and he was he basically like set up deals with different buildings where he would go in certain days of the week and he would provide sandwiches to everyone in there and it's like for him that business is disappeared like he's there's no one in any buildings for him to go and sell sandwiches to so he's selling cookies online but that's taking up very small amount of his time so for him it's like time to get a survival job i will be back i will be selling sandwiches and heading to people's buildings when there are people back in buildings but for now let me just survive and that's what it's all about you've just got to you we've just got to get through this any way you can some people are thriving Mm -hmm. like if you've got an online business or if you can pivot your current business and put it online then you're probably doing phenomenally well um for us our our revenue started coming from the podcast um as opposed to painting giant walls in public because there was no one in public to see those walls anymore so that that part of the business really dried out so we started doing sponsor content on the podcast and that became revenue Mm. so it was it's all about like looking at where the opportunities are can you do the thing that you love and make it work for for online or do you have to just survive for now and wait until people are back and then and then thrive from there like it might just be now's the time to plan now's Mm. the time to just get down what you're going to do when everything's back to normal yeah yeah exactly and i think also for me one of the things i've been quite strong on is not looking too far into when things will get back to normal and accepting this as the normal because the more in the moment yeah at the moment the more you can accept this as the normal the easier it then come becomes to you know go okay well this is the normal i need to get a survival job well this is the normal then i am not going to make myself feel shit because i've got made redundant because it's not that like it was one person out of <laughs> the whole country. It's like there's been hundreds of thousands or probably even millions of people. It's like be, being where you are with it allows you to then go on and be like, okay, well, what can I do now? What can I do now? And that's that's the only question we ever have is like, what what can I do now? You can't do anything in two years' time. You can't do anything in five years' time. You can't do anything in two weeks' time. You can only do what you can do now. And I think the easier it is to sink into that and lean into it, the easier it becomes to then just to live and understand, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to do this. Like my, you know, my girlfriend had a really good job at an advertising agency and got made redundant. So she tried, she got a job in a restaurant. She didn't like it. So I said, look, if you're not liking it, it's not making you happy. Don't do it. Simple as if it's going to, if it's going to cause you more stress because you're working there, don't do it. You'll find something else. It's fine. And I think having a little bit of that mentality sometimes can help. But don't get me wrong, I know people have bills and in some cases children to feed and everything, which is, you know, understandable. But do what you can do now. And that's all you can do. And don't beat yourself up for it. 100%. Well, I think that's a good note to end on then. <laughs> you, you had me um, you had me lost for words. I, was, I mean, there's nothing to add. That's, yeah. That was perfect. Like, yeah that's 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 what it is we've we've just got to get through overcome the best way we can yeah and that's it and i think that i think that's one thing that's really helped me in a way through the whole situation and you know thank you i've been very very fortunate that because of this circumstance i'm at my parents house because if it wasn't because of this i would have been traveling and blah 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 blah. so i've been very fortunate i have been here and i haven't had to stress about the income side of things too much like thank you i'm still putting myself under a lot of pressure but i'm not in that position of survival for finances and i fully understand the people who are because there's a lot of people very close to me who are so you know i'm just trying to 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 let people know it's fine to have to feel that stress but don't let that stress consume you because it's not going to serve you in any way yeah and and what you've done there is like being really open and honest about how you're surviving and like if there's a resource that is available to you 
that like such as a parent's house because a, a lot of people wouldn't be upfront about that and they yeah. wouldn't say oh do you know what i've had to move back in with mom and dad because they'd they see that as a as a step backwards or or like somehow look down upon or whatever um it's like we don't live in this world where like again to go to wrap it back round to the fucking system of capitalism like it is not designed for normal people like you and me to be able to afford to buy homes and to have these aspirational lives that we are fed it's not the the system is rigged it's not it's not designed for us to be able to do that and so like if you do have to like our parents for many of us are in a came through a system that it was easier to get on the property ladder for sure um and so many of that like my mum and dad have paid off their mortgage so they own their house and it's like i know that if i need to i can go and i can go and live with them but maybe you don't have parents who have a house that you can move into so maybe you have to go and sleep on your mate's sofa or like again it comes back to the sacrifices that that pay for the thing that you want to do and 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 the survival and like if if to survive you need to go and kip at a friend's house then like that's that's what you've got to do it's not going to be forever um and you know you're you've not like been like okay well this is me till i'm 50 now i've moved back in with mom and dad this is where i'm going to stay it's like this is this for now and let me then reassess and then when i'm making more cash and i'm in a better place to be able to move in with my girlfriend or move into my own place or whatever it may be then that's when you take that step and it's yeah just self-awareness man having the humility to go here's what i need to survive here's what i need for my mental health these are the steps i'm going to take having having the humility to be able to uh, like many people wouldn't ask their parents like can i move back in with you because they wouldn't Mm. they wouldn't want to appear to their parents that they were not not successful in whatever way so being able to go like I, I need your help at the moment and whoever it is that you need to reach out to for help and and being able to ask them it's like now's the now's the time to do that because so many people are people are struggling we've got to have these conversations we've got to open up that like it's okay to be feeling shit during a global pandemic like that's a very acceptable way to deal with everything that's going on but there's nothing we can do about it we can't all of a sudden change coronavirus is is here so let's just sit in it and see how we're gonna how we're gonna find that happiness what are we gonna do that's gonna turn that frown upside down for us yeah exactly man i think i think the key word there's humility as well i love that because i think for me you know i'm going to be 33 in a couple of weeks and it's like you know i was i, was, I saw there's there's a new trend on tiktok which is like you do a video of like your 15 year old self waking up as your current self and then there's like text on the screen it's like oh like where am i like oh we're living in our own place and we're i was thinking about what my one would be and be like waking up in the same bedroom as that i had when i was 15 and be like what are we still doing here and then like having to explain like well there's been this thing it's called coronavirus it's like basically stopped the whole world and we were supposed to be traveling this year and oh okay cool so what are we doing for work and it's like (laughs) it's like you do you do this weird question thing i was thinking about and i was like even just looking at it like that really eased how I feel about like, I'm generally okay with being at my parents don't get me wrong but there's still a part of me that's like oh because it's I do feel like a 15 year old but when you reflect back and go actually what is the reason I'm here and why and also what what is it allowing me to do like it's allowing me to focus more on the podcast it's allowing me to focus more on coaching so that in two three five ten fifteen twenty years time I'm going to be so set up I'm going to look back on this period of time and go wow that was really impactful for me. Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was building my business, I moved back in with my mum and dad. Um, I sold all of my sneakers that I had at that point, ploughed all of that into the business, and again, it was the the sacrifices that I knew needed to happen. And like that was a point in my life where I was like dating and like meeting people. Was like, oh, like like I live I live with my mum and dad I was like 27 and it was not a great look but I knew that I knew that I had to make the business work and that was the most important thing Mm. for me and I knew I couldn't do that if I was paying rent because every single penny was going into unfortunately my parents were like cool and they were like see you're building this thing we're not going to charge you rent to be here like but we need you out of this house as soon as fucking possible because you're really annoying so like you better hurry up and make this work and I was like yeah cool understood and and yeah i was just working away like adam my business partner was um 
he had a real a real moment with his girlfriend they're still together 11 years later fortunately but he had a real moment with lucy where she was like i've paid the rent for the past six months and i'm gonna kick you out unless some money comes in And he came to me and he was like i can't do it anymore Mm. i can't do it anymore lucy's gonna kick me out like i haven't paid for anything in so long we've got no money we're fucked and i remember just going to him like you've just got to give me a little bit more time we're gonna make this work you've just got to trust in it like and and we all like so me honor and adam who started our business together like there were always times where one of us would have a wobble mm. and the other ones would come in and go like, no, no, we are doing the right thing. We've just got to keep going and, and reassure and prop the other one up when they, whenever they were having a low moment. And I think having a support system around you is really important because, and, and I think that's what I like about our podcast because a lot of people that listen to it don't have that support mm. system. So they use the pod as their support system of understanding that, okay, that's cool that I am going through this because everyone else is as well. Because I think when you do have that wobble of like, oh, I'm trying to build something, I'm trying to do something, I'm trying to like make something in my life and you don't have anyone to turn to who can actually go, yeah, good job, actually. Although it doesn't feel like it and you've only got like 25 Instagram followers and like you're, it feels like you're screaming into the, into the void. My, my like mantra is consistency plus patience equals success. And it's like, if you can consistently do the thing that you're doing, become really good at it. And then you can be like patient to wait for the results to come from doing that thing consistently, consistently, then that's when you will find the success. And I, I strongly believe in that. Mm, yeah, for sure, man. It's, it's, it's Gary Fee says, man, patience, 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 jab, jab, jab. Patience, <laughs> patience, definitely. But like, that's why I add the consistency yeah. and add, then Adam writes it down as an equation and, and adds plus um, lifelong learning in brackets because <laughs> because Gary says like yeah you've got to be patient but I think a lot of people mistake patience for for like sitting back and going oh yeah I'm being patient and waiting for it to come to you and that's not that's not going to happen it does take when again to to bring up Mike Winnett again when we when we interviewed him I'm not sure whether he said this on mic or off mic but I, I remember him saying um in the beginning it seems it's so frustrating because you're putting out your best work and no one's listening mm. and he's like now Gary V can can send out a heart emoji and he gets 500,000 retweets and a million likes and like when you don't have the audience that Gary V has you cannot do that you have to put out your best shit for a long time consistently and that's where the patience comes in mm-hmm. of I'm doing this consistent consistently and I'm seeing no results from it and it's pushing through that being patient knowing that the results are coming and I promise you like if you're listening to this right now and you are being consistent the results are coming if you're getting good and you're getting better at the thing that you do trust me like the results are coming you just have to keep going you have to be patient keep consistently doing that thing then you will find the success Mm. so it's not often that I correct Gary V but I will do on that one (laughs) yeah but I also think as well it's like um, we're just going to keep adding more things on top of this now but it's that comes back to the question of are you doing it for the success or are you doing it because you enjoy it because if you enjoy it then being consistent isn't a problem patience maybe a little bit but you can understand the patience side of it but if you're doing it just because you want the success you're not going to have the patience and probably not the consistency because you're going to keep coming back and forth to doing it not doing it doing it not doing it until you get the success that you want so yeah, so I suppose that. that that comes down to how you define your success. Yeah. So you need to you need to have a clear picture of what success means to you. And if success means to you that I'm I'm able to make enough cash from doing this thing that I'm able to work 3 days a week because because what really makes me happy is spending the remaining days of the week with my family, mm. then that's that's like that's perfect. So so then that's your goal, work backwards from the goal. What are the steps that I need to put in to make this a reality? And like and then fucking work really hard. But then then that's when the sacrifice comes in. I love spending time with my family, so maybe I'm going to have to sacrifice spending some time with them to, in the end, spend longer with them. But then maybe you just, like, this is the thing, it's like pick your own adventure. Maybe then you just you just sack that off. You get a job that allows you to um, just, just survive because the most important thing to you is spending time with your family. It's like, whatever your success means to you if your if your success means i'm going to be living in like this area in this kind of house 
map backwards from that and work out what it's going to take for you to get there but but again it's separating the the pleasure from the happiness is like that house probably isn't that's an element of success but it's probably not going to bring you happiness maybe if i explain it for me it might it might be clearer for for me like happiness is being able to do what i love which is painting being creative helping other creatives so in order for me to find that success i do have to work really hard i enjoy doing that work so i i consistently make content make paintings which allows me enough success in in a monetary sense that allows me the freedom to carry on doing that thing so i'm able to survive from my craft podcasting and making art i'm able to survive from doing those things um, which that for me is success because it allows me to keep on doing those things so that's my definition of success but that's not what everyone's is and it's it's finding your own level Mm, for sure man for sure but yeah man appreciate it today it's been insightful as ever um, i'm glad that you know we have recorded it as as we said because this is we'd kind of be talking about this anyway so yeah man always a pleasure so thank you for the time today no thank you mate um, and can, um do you want to let people know where they can find more of you and your work and the podcast and anything else that you kind of want to shout about yeah absolutely so the podcast is called creative rebels um you can find me personally at david speed uk on instagram and tiktok and twitter also yeah, no, it was, a, it was a pleasure, mate. Thank you for uh, having me on the show and uh, yeah, I always love talking to you. So Awesome. Appreciate it, man. So there we have it. I really hope that you enjoyed that episode and I hope that you could take something from it. There was so much to go through when I was taking notes after recording that and, and my notebook was filled just by listening back to it. So I hope that there was a lot of value in that episode for you. And if you really did like what you heard, then please be sure to leave a review and even better still hit that subscribe button because it means that you get all of the latest episodes straight to your phone and if you know someone who you think would also benefit from hearing this episode then be sure to send it to them because it's really important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this i started this podcast to help inspire a positive change and you can also be a part of that by sharing this episode today thanks again for listening if you want to give me a shout you can connect with me on twitter at I am Alex Manzi, or if you're on TikTok, I am Alex Manzi Coaching. Be sure to hit me up there. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know what you learned for this episode. And I will see you for the next one. This podcast is produced by Unedited.